Hi, welcome back to the soap opera. I'm Dallas Wheatley, and I'm so excited that you're here making soap with me today. Today, I thought since Halloween is coming up, and since it takes a couple weeks for our soap to get ready for use, you know, with all the curing and hardening, I thought it would be lovely to make a nice winter-inspired soap to really get us in the mood for hot chocolate and snowy days and Christmas lights and long nights. For this recipe, I will just be using the Castile base of 500 grams, um, but you could use any of the recipes I've provided so far, or if you want to try out a recipe you found online, then go ahead. I, I welcome that. I welcome experimentation and research and whatever your heart tells you to do when you make soap. For this recipe in particular, I'll really be, I wanna be talk to you about uh, coloring your soap. So I've provided stuff in the show notes about where you can get good colorants for your soap. It's usually some dry pigment that's been mixed up into glycerin. And glycerin is a natural byproduct of the soaping process, so it's a good addition to have. Um, I'm gonna be coloring my soap with a nice, frosty blue color, and I've linked that in the show notes. And I'm also going to be adding a fragrance to my soap, and this time I'm using a fragrance oil rather than an essential oil, because some scents you just can't get from natural essences. And this one is called Alpine Frost, and it comes from Brambleberry.com. There is another benefit to using fragrance oils instead of essential oils, and that's some essential oils can cause a lot of skin irritation, or they're not safe for use on children or pregnant people because of the types of plant that they've come from. They contain certain chemical compounds that get concentrated when you turn them into an essential oil. And one of these, and one of these is thyme oil, which can be uh, toxic when used in large quantities. And another one is wintergreen, which isn't safe to be ingested. Fragrance oils, however, can have a much stronger scent than essential oils, so I really recommend that if you do want to experiment with a fragrance oil, you really start off on the lower end when you add it to your soap, and then increase as needed depending on how it smells. But I really, really love fragrance oils for certain applications because because certain scents you just can't make out of an essential oil blend, no matter how hard you try. Certain flowers don't create essential oils, and so you can't get something like a lilac essential oil, for instance, because lilacs don't create essential oils, no matter what you do. Anyways, get out all of your ingredients, get them all prepped and ready and in bowls and melted and mixed together, and well, let's get started. I'm using 500 grams of olive oil for my recipe today, and I've already got that measured out in my bowl. I've also got about 130 grams of water and uh, 63 grams of lye. With this recipe, I'll be adding about 15 grams of fragrance oil at the end after I've mixed together my lye mixture and my olive oil. I'm also using a blue pigment, which I will add when I add my fragrance oil. Now depending
depending on how green the oils you make you mix together are, you may want to try to lighten up your soap base when you're using colors with a white, and that's usually created with titanium dioxide, which is a super opaque white color. Be careful when you use it though, because you can create pastels when you're using your colors by accident, simply by mixing in too much titanium white into your base. I've also added some salt into my recipe today to get it to be a bit of a thicker consistency, a little faster. And that's just because I really like having a thicker olive oil base. You do not have to use soap at all, you just may find that your recipe is very runny to begin with. And that is perfectly fine. Every bar of soap is a little different, and everybody's a little different, and we all like different things. And this is a chance for you to figure out what you like and what works for you. I'm going to add in my fragrance oil now, and then my color. And I'll discuss color with you in a second. This Alpine Frost fragrance smells so good. It's like a mixture of a pine forest and some lingonberry and a little bit of spice. And it just smells like everything that makes winter beautiful. I really recommend you check it out on Brambleberry. It's fantastic. I absolutely adore it. I'm also adding a bit of my titanium white to my mix so that I can lighten up my soap base because I know that this one's quite yellow. In regards to colors, I really recommend only getting colors that are approved for soap usage, especially for cold process soap usage. Those tend to be colors that are based in mineral pigments, such as ultramarines, uh, chromium oxides, or titanium dioxides. And that's how you're really going to get the best, most consistent uh, pigment out of your soap. You're not gonna find that it bleeds when the soap gets wet like you would a lot of water-soluble pigments, and you definitely don't wanna use food coloring because that will not disperse in your soap evenly and you'll find it bleeds out of the soap when you get it wet. I love this ultramarine pigment in particular because there's just no blue quite like it. It's, it's what you would call a true blue. It is a beautiful, deep, royal blue. And when I mix that up with a titanium white, I just get this gorgeous wintry pastel. I love it. It. It's a fantastic blue and I really recommend getting it. is starting to get kind of hard so I'm gonna try to hurry this up I added my line when it was still kind of warm and it's perfectly fine to do that but it does speed up your soaping process a lot you may find you have a lot less time to work with your batter before you need to get it in the molds 
bar's almost empty. I'm gonna have to get a new one. Now, simply because of the nature of the kind of soap I'm making, I'm making an olive oil soap. And because olive oil has a greenish hue to it, anything I add is going to kind of lean in that direction. It's going to be informed by the color of the soap itself. So keep that in mind. If you wanted to have true color soap, you would want to work with oils that are white. So you'd want to work with babasu oil and like a neutral vegetable oil. And that way you would have like a really clean soap, soap palette to work with. But I love olive oil soap, so I'm okay with this. spatula and make sure you're scraping the sides of the bowl, getting all of it incorporated, just like if you were baking. Oh, oh I missed a little spot there. Good thing I got my spatula. You know, you are really struggling to turn blue today. Maybe it's just the lighting. Let me see it in different light. kind of green today. And maybe that's just the color you're going to be, and that's okay. With soap, it's really important to remember that sometimes you're just going to have to go with it. If your soap wants to be green, then it's going to be green. And that's okay. Today, I think my soap's going to turn out a little bit of a greenish blue, which is perfectly fine, because when you look at the color of pine trees and Christmas trees, they really have much more of like a bluish tinge to them, a, a very deep emerald blue, emerald green sort of color. And so I'm okay with my soap coming out a bit on the greenish side. In regards to how much color you want to add in your soap, I really say play it by ear. You add a little bit at a time, you try to incorporate it with your spatula first so that you don't harden up your soap too quickly and then you just keep doing that over and over just a little bit more a little bit more you can always add more color to your soap but you can't take away color when you've added too much oh now we're getting somewhere that's actually quite a nice little foggy blue color that i quite like it's a uh, very reminiscent of like a snow clouds, you know those low-hanging, deep blue-gray clouds that hang in the sky right before a snowstorm. This is quite lovely indeed. It's such a misty color. All right, I will try to give that just another pulse with the immersion blender if I can, but I'm getting quite to a thick trace now, so I don't have much time left to work on it. Doing those last pulses are super important because that's how you're going to make sure that all parts of your soap have been thoroughly blended. And if you don't really, really blend your soap together, then you may end up with color or fragrance sort of oozing out of it after it hardens up for a few weeks. And I've had a few soaps do that myself, and it's a little disappointing 
because you try to pick up a bar of soap and your hand feels sticky. It's just not a very nice feeling. You think to yourself, oh, I worked so hard on this and I just must not have mixed it well enough. All right, I'm, I'm quite happy with this. It smells absolutely heavenly. It looks beautiful and I'm gonna go and uh, toss it into those soap molds. How did your soap turn out? Is it beautiful? Is it not quite what you expected? Did it seize up into the bowl and you couldn't quite get it into the molds? That's okay. I am so proud of you and I'm so glad that you came out to make soap with me or even just to listen. You don't have to make soap to enjoy this podcast. If you want to pull a little sneaky on me and just head right over to shiresuds.com to buy soap instead of making it along with me in this show. Well, that's totally all right. Not all of us have the luxury of being able to make our own soap. And that's, that's part of why this podcast is here for you. It's so that you can enjoy the experience of making soap. You can learn a little bit more about soap in general. And also just because I just want to talk to you. And I really enjoy talking, talking to you and... Well, I really hope that you enjoy listening to me. I'm always here for you if you ever need a moment of quiet and peace and worthwhile contemplation. And that's what the soap opera is for. So thank you for being here, listening to me talk. I look forward to seeing you again. Happy sudsing. The soap opera was created by me, Dallas Wheatley. It was created in Washington County, Vermont, the territory of the Abenaki people. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, other podcatchers, or tell your friends and family about it. Spreading the word makes all the difference. If you have any questions about soap, tools, or ingredients, you can contact me through the links in the show notes. If you want access to exclusive episodes featuring specialty ingredients, you can become a patron for as little as $1 a month. Many thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for the music. If you want to challenge your soap-making skills some more, I recommend checking out HumbleBeeAndMe.com, a wonderful website with tons of science-based soap, skincare, and makeup recipes. If you want to purchase any of the soap I made for this show, you can find it at ShireSuds.com. That's S-H-I-R-E suds.com. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the soap opera. Happy sudsing!